Well, good afternoon. Welcome to our service, and great to uh, see uh, each one of you and have you join us online here at the Mountain Avenue Baptist Church. And we're so excited about all that God is doing here and uh, thankful for the great uh, services we've been having and celebrating our 60th anniversary of preaching the gospel. We've entitled our message, series of messages on the battle and banning. And we are certainly in a battle. It's a spiritual warfare. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful. We're kind of on the front lines here in California as, as the waves come in of liberalism, um, the attacks upon the family, upon life. The word, of, the word of God stands firm. The word of God stands strong. And we build our lives based upon the word of God. And as I've mentioned so many times, I'm so thankful for the uh, ministry of Mountain Avenue Baptist Church, Calvary Christian School, uh, ministry in particular to children and young people. Um, last Wednesday night, we started Master's Clubs, and Mr. Nino did a great job uh, promoting that and preparing, recruiting, training some workers. And I think we had about 100 kids here. Well, we had probably had over 100 when you include the children and the, and the teenagers. And so just so thankful for that. They're learning the word of God. They're learning, learning about life, getting prepared for the battles of life. And uh, as children, mom and dad take care of them. They guide them. They help them. But uh, as they grow older, they get in, in line with uh, just the false teachings about the family, about life about uh, relationships, about the uh, um, just uh, everyday aspects of having a joyful life, having a blessed life, having a, a life that's full of joy, peace, and, uh, and uh, God's blessings. And so we're thankful. And uh, we look to God. We're thankful to God. Let's pray. Father, bless now our time in the word. Thank you for each one that's joined us. Lord, help them now and speak to hearts. And bless your word in Jesus' name, amen. Well, Ephesians chapter 6 in your Bibles, Ephesians chapter 6, and we've been talking about the, uh, the, uh, the armor of God. And uh, uh, the command here is to put, the, put on the whole armor of God um, as you think about fighting the fight. You think about fighting the good fight. As I think about... Uh, a church of 60 years old, there's been a lot of people in the fight through the years. And uh, they're, they're, do, they're doing right. They're living right. They're walking with God. They're standing up to the, the wiles of the devil. You see, the scripture says here, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I'm thankful that we have the Lord. I'm thankful he's our strength. He's our guide. He's our help. And, uh, and, and so the scripture says here, put on the whole armor of God that you may be, may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What does that word wiles mean? It means tricks, just dishonesty, uh, deceiving. And uh, the devil wants to deceive you. He wants to uh, trick you. Um, he's going to use every different type of method possible uh, in the world, the flesh, and the devil to defeat you, to discourage you. And now, he may not knock you off your pedestal, but he may take away joy in your life for a day or two. 
a week, a month. He wants to destroy your joy, peace, and happiness that you have. Jesus said, I've come into this world that you may have life, but not only life, an abundant life. A life full of relationships that honor God and that are blessed by God. And so the devil wants to destroy that. And so God's command to his people are to stand, just get ready. And uh, that's a military term, and it means uh, holding a critical con- uh, position in the time of battle. And so God has given to us the family. God has given to us friendships. God has given to us the church. God has given to us a community. God has put us in the state of California. God has placed us in the United States of America. And we're to stand true. We're to stay true to the word of God. We're to light our light, the gospel light, number one, and then the gift of God, all the gifts that God has given to us that we can use for his glory. And, uh, and through the years, our soldiers have grown old. This church is, as I said, 60 years old. And so we, we've grown old. But what we do is the soldiers that stand, they're obedient. They put on the whole armor of God. They stand. They stand against the wiles of the devil, the tricks, the attacks, the discouragements. And they, they, they stand their ground. You see, then they teach the next generation. They teach the next group of people coming through. The children, the young people, the young adults. They're examples to them uh, in the fight. And, uh, and so we don't want to give up any ground. We want to keep the ground that God has given to us. We want to keep the faith. Listen, life is living by faith. When you pray, you're praying, believing God. You're living by faith. Well, I'm worried about how I'm going to pay my bills. Pray to God. He'll, he'll, uh, he'll take care of you. He'll watch over you. He'll bless your life. He'll strengthen you. And so the Bible says here, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our enemy is not the neighbor. Our enemy is not the co-worker. Our enemy is not the, the people in Sacramento. They're not the enemy. The we stand against the wiles of the devil, and we're, we're dealing with the spiritual world. We're dealing with the world that makes the, those people, whether they be in Sacramento or whether they be in Washington, they, they are the ones. And so we're standing against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world and uh, spiritual wickedness, in high places. So it's bigger. It's powerful. And the army seems great. They've got the world, the, the media of this world. They've got all the masses of this world. But what we have is God. What we have is Jesus. And so we stand strong in the day. We stand strong in the fight. We stand, listen, we're standing and we're fighting for the next generation. Some people say, well, you know, I don't, I don't need to go to that, that activity. Well, yes, you do. You go for the, per, the other people. You go to encourage. 
We had some ladies go to a, a retreat. You may say, well, I don't need that. I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. Well, good. But that's what you do. You go and help other people. You go to be an encouragement to others. The Bible says iron sharpeneth iron. And so we go, most of what we do at this point, we're sharpening the other people. And as we, get, we sharpen them, we're, we get sharpened. We gain. We glean. I went to some of the services there at Lancaster Baptist Church and to, to hear preaching and teaching and be around other God. But I took people with me from the church. Be why? Because I wanted them to get sharpened. I wanted them to be challenged. It wasn't just about me. It was about helping others. A young man stopped me and said, Brother Stolowski, I want you to know, years ago, he said, it was back in 2011, he said, after the service one night here at Leadership Conference, uh, I had asked God to give me a message from three different people that I didn't really know. And he said, you stopped me after the service. He said, is there something I can pray with you about? And then uh, you, you had a word of prayer with me. And he said, I don't even know what we talked about, but I knew you were one of the three that God used to help give me direction in my life. See, I didn't know that. That was, that was in 2011. I didn't even know that happened. But you see, I was there. And you can't be a help to people if you're not there. We have the revival coming up. You say, well, I don't need revival. I'm walking with God. I love God. I'm looking to God. Yeah, great. But you know what? You could, be, you could come to the services then and pray as one living in victory and pray that anybody here that's not that needs to be revived, needs to get sin out of their life, and help them, encourage them, be friendly, be kind. Bless that be a blessing to the evangelist who travels and stays in hotels. Encourage him, give him a good love offering. You see, God, God wants to use you. We're in the fight, we don't want to give up ground. Don't give up the ground that God has given to you. Don't give up the influence that God has given to you. Stand strong. Stand firm. Be a good soldier of the cross. That's what the Bible commands us to do. That's what Paul said to Timothy. Stand strong. Be strong. When we think about the, uh, the armor of God. We talked about uh, different parts First of all, we, we talked about in verse 14, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. Talked about the belt of truth. And what that refers to, what the application to that belt of truth is, is the truth of the Bible, the truth of God's word. It held the soldier's armor together. But listen, the thing that will hold you together, that holds the believer together, that holds this church together for 60 years, is the word of God. It's the truth. It's the belt of truth. And so we've got revival coming up. You can be here each night. You're, you're getting stronger. Wait a minute. You may be 70 years old, but you need strength. You need to get strong. Well, I'm 20 years old, 25 years old, whatever. You need to get stronger. You're going into the battle of life. You're going to lead a family. You're going to lead them against the, the, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And so you need to be ready. You're teaching a class. You're leading a group of people. Here we have a job. 
And so the belt of truth, you need to, you need to build your life upon the word of God. Not upon what Fox News says, not upon what this person says, but upon the word of God. Be in it and be a part of what God is doing here at the Mountain Avenue Baptist Church. And uh, we've got this revival coming up. You need to be there. It's getting you ready. As a pastor, I want to equip you. I want you prepared. And so God is helping us. And so we look to God, the belt of truth. And then the, the, the breastplate of righteousness. This refers to a holy life. You take the Bible, you learn it, you apply it to your life, and you live it. It's God's way of life. You're living God's way. It's a holiness. You know what? If you live a holy life, you're going, you're going to help against all the attacks of the devil, the wiles of the devil. If you don't go out and hang out with the people you shouldn't, you're going to help protect yourself against the wiles of the devil. The devil can't use the wrong relationships if you're living and hanging out with the right people and doing the right things. You know, you're not going to get in a whole lot of trouble hanging out at the revival, being at church on Sundays. That's where you need to be, a holy life, living for God, living a spirit-filled life. And so as we think about the putting on the whole armor of God this morning, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. So you think about the boots of peace. Think about, their first of all, their importance. How important are your shoes? I mean, we all have different types of shoes. When you, uh, when you go out to, uh, to the park, you don't wear your dress shoes. You wear your, you wear your, uh, your tennis shoes. You have shoes that, to wear for every occasion. We have lots of pairs of shoes. But think about it. The importance of shoes. The construction worker. They wear those steel toed. I always wanted to wear those construction worker shoes. Just to look more like a man. Just some, some construction boots. I remember I went to, we, somebody had donated boots or clothing and shoes to our church in Lake Orion, Michigan. And I went down there and I saw a, a pair of boots. Man, they were so nice. So, you know, they were for people. They, they were for the missionaries to take or the down and out. Well, I saw those boots. I got the, I'll never forget, I got those boots. I took them up to my office and I went to put them on. One boot was a size 10 and the other one was a size 15. You talk about the boots of peace. I put those boots on. I had one big foot and one small foot. I walked into the office with the secretaries there. I said, don't you like these boots? They saw that big old boot on there. And uh, I had to put them back in. Thank God they donated those. We, we were still looking for the guy with one foot that's a size 10 and a foot with a size 15. But you know what? Workers, they wear, they, uh, construction workers wear boots. Think about the baseball player. Think about a football player. He needs the right shoes on. He's got to wear cleats. He's not out there running barefoot. He's got something on his feet to protect his feet. The same thing with the baseball player, the tennis player. It's important to wear the right kind of shoe. 
for protection of your feet. Your feet are important. And the same thing with a soldier. These soldiers were called upon to march great distances. They would go over through the desert. They would go through uh, places where there were sharp rocks. They'd go through the woods. They had to have good shoes on. They had to be, their feet had to be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Just prepared to stand, to fight. It's got to be able to stand. It's got to have sure footing. It's got to have on those, the, the, the right footing. He's ready to go. He's ready to get out there. He's ready to fight. Put on the whole armor of God. You've got to have the belts of truth. You've got to have the Bible. And then apply that Bible, the breastplate of righteousness. Live righteously. Don't live the way you want to live. Live righteously. And then put on the, the, the shoes, your, your feet shod with the gospel of peace. To be able to fight, to be able to walk, to be able to live. They're important. The importance of the shoes. If we're going to stand against the wiles of the devil, we have to have on the proper spiritual shoes. The proper things. To be able to stand upon the truth of the Bible. The truth of the gospel. The truth of God's word. What and we see, listen, we don't want to stumble and fall. We don't want to get, you know, get weak and have blisters and have uh, sores on our feet. We've got to be able to stand. We've got to be able to fight. And then we see what they illustrate. The word preparation refers to be ready. Be ready. We've just got to be ready for what's going to come. Listen, what we're doing in this revival, we're just getting ready for the next fight. The fight's coming to you. It's going to be on your heart. You're going to get offended. You're going to get hurt. You're going to be disappointed. Listen, life is hard. I was up at the cemetery uh, on Friday, did a, did a funeral up there. And as I walked through the funeral, I did, conducted this lady named Debbie's funeral up there, and the family gathered. My wife's grave was just maybe 50, 60 feet away. I'm standing here doing Debbie's funeral, and I glanced to my right, there's my wife's grave. Just over there to the left are the Libby's graves, all the Libby family. I did their funerals. Just around, just around the bend there's uh, the Starmers. The Starmers, both of them, Bill and Juanita, are buried there. Right there. May, May Kerwin's grave's right, right there. And so I'm talking about life that's full of Listen, transition and, and death and, and uh, missing people. Now, I'm thankful that they're in heaven, but still, it's hard. And so we've got to just be ready for hard things. We've got to be ready for disappointments. We've got to be ready to stand. The same word appears in, in Titus chapter 3 and verse 1 when it talks about being ready. Put them, put them in mind to be subject in the principalities, powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready. Ready to every good work. I'm talking about just being prepared. We want to be ready. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. But sanctify to the Lord in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer. Just be ready. And so we just, we're, what do you go to Sunday school for? To get ready. 
What do you go to church for? To get ready. Why do you read your Bible daily? I want to be ready. I want to be ready to give an answer to every man that asketh. Why do you have that hope? Why, why? And to do it in meekness and with fear. I'm talking about meekness. I'm not talking about haughtiness. I'm not talking about judge being judgmental. I'm talking about knowing what you believe, living what you believe, and loving those that don't believe, and, and trying to lead them to Jesus Christ. That's what we're to do. Mark's, Mark uh, 16, 15, we're commanded. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. You're going to receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. That's your job. That's what we do. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Again, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And I, lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. That's God's promise. And so that's what they illustrate. Just be ready. Be ready to give an answer. Be ready to be a, give, a, give a witness for Jesus. And then the boots. They, what do they incorporate? They incorporate... Paul, Paul is uh, emphasizing uh, that we're to put on and be prepared to stand and fight. So we've got to be a witness. We've got to be ready to fight the devil. We're in a battle, church. This isn't the, living the Christian life is for people that are, have courage and are brave. You say, well, what, courage? I don't have, yeah, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can stand through Christ. I can live through Christ. And I can be what I ought to be through Christ. Romans chapter 5, verses six, verse number 6, talks about living. and for, for when we are yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For, for scarcely would a righteous man die. Will one die, but peradventure, yet peradventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God committed his love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I mean, that's Jesus. That's our, that's our Savior. And so we live. We're justified by faith, in the, and we have the peace of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, by his grace. I mean, we have peace through Jesus. We stand, on, we stand in peace. We make peace because we have peace. Make peace with your neighbor. Make peace with your family. Make peace with the friend at work. Well, I just, I'm just going to be, I want to be the bot. No. Stand firm in what you believe, but live a peaceful life. That's what the Bible says. And now, in, in Jesus' name, the saints are to be at peace with God. Be at peace with God. If you're not living right, you don't have peace with God. You know what the revival is? The revival is all about making peace with God. The evangelist comes to help you make peace that you may live for God. God has a great plan for your life. God has a great purpose for your life. And so, put on the whole armor of God. 
Get that Bible and just gird your body, your heart with the belt of truth. And then apply it to your life. The breastplate of righteousness. And then having your, your feet, your, 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 your shod with the gospel of peace. So you can stand. Just put on the shoes. And let's get ready. Be praying this week for the revival. Be praying for Brother Swanky as he comes. Plan on being there for Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, this next week. Be there Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. And let God do a great work in your life so you can stand to protect your family, so you can stand to protect your friends, so you can stand to protect your church, so you can stand down at work for what's right and live right. Don't be a casualty. I'll be, well, I'm just discouraged. Yeah, well, okay. Join the club. Who's not discouraged? But we have God. We have Jesus. Let's, hit, let's have courage by his grace. Let's lift it. If you're listening and you're not sure you're on your way to heaven, open your heart to Jesus and receive him. And have, get eternal life. And then tell other people about him. And let's just do it. If you, have inform- if you want information about how you can know for sure you're on the way to heaven, contact the church. There's an email address. But today, simply open your heart. Lord, I'm a sinner, and I'd be lost without you. That's what you need to pray. And I'm asking you now, God, to come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you for giving me eternal life. I receive it now by faith. If you'll do that, he'll give you eternal life. Father, bless now. Thank you for this this day. God, use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for joining us. God bless you.